What's up, guys? Welcome to the first ever episode 25 of the Kind of Funny Games cast. Wow. We're a quarter of a century if yep. each episode was a year. I know. That'd it's, be insane. It's gone so you know? slow. You know, the annual <laughs> podcast that uh-huh. is the Kind of Funny Games cast. Yeah. It's hard to believe we've seen so much. But so we we're, so we're coming back from E3. Yeah. This shit's crazy. Uh-huh. I can't even believe it. No. We're, we're 25 now. We're yep. a whole new person. Mm-hmm. It's awesome as always. I'm Tim Geddes. I'm joined by the coolest dudes in video games, Colin Moriarty, Greg Miller. Hello. I like oh, that name. Jesus. And I like that that name is starting to be a thing. Yeah, people said it to us at E3 yeah. a lot. I like so that. The coolest guys I, I like to know that the dumb bullshit that I say yeah. resonates. Eventually. And somebody It's going to resonate with someone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It someone is. out there. Yeah, Usually Kevin. Out there that cares. Sometimes yeah, Alfredo. Before it was just Kevin yeah. and Alfredo. Yeah. Now yeah, I look at Kevin. He's just people. sitting there and moping around. He's doing his He's, thing. Look how happy he is. All right. Don't, nobody can see him, so don't waste time on him. <laughs> yeah. Before we get into this whole thing, I, I do have one thing to, to ask you Oh, guys. here we go. Good. We're finally getting to the brass tacks. Yeah. Brass tacks is of, of the Kind of Funny Games cast. I find it surprising that people are so vocal about the whole first and last Episode, whatever. They know and, I hate it. But it's because you hate it. Yeah. I swear that if you never brought any attention to it, no one would have ever said anything about it. There'd be some people that like it just because they feel like they're in on a joke or something. Yeah. I, I just do it. You yeah. know what I mean? At this point, I just do it because I've been doing it, and that's how I do things, right? Yeah. But my Lord, there's some people out there. I Since we've started kind of funny, I don't think there's ever been something people have been meaner to me about. Meaner, they're yeah, mean oh, about yeah. it. How do people, they mean? Are, I mean, people. I mean, I'm not sure if they're joking or not. But there's a lot of people that are just like, it's so fucking stupid. It's insulting to me. I'm like, oh. good lord. Don't be mean you know, about you it. You know the rule, though. Yeah, yeah you have you, to know yeah. the rule. Yeah. So you, you, you complain about something, we're in chomp down. That's harder. totally inconsequential. Yeah. Mm. I'm just going to do it even more. Like yeah. someone today was complaining that I used the word extraordinary too much. So I don't know if you saw the tweets. Yeah, I just kept awesome. sending him tweets <laughs> about how extraordinary he was and stuff like that. That's amazing. That's but just the way it's got to go. I'm sorry. You know, don't be mean to Tim, Save everybody. Your complaints. Yeah, thank you. Save your complaints for the, you know, the audio is bad or mm-hmm. the, the, something's it's wrong unbearable. with the video or that there's late, you know, like. Same we fuck a lot of we make up. enough real mistakes that we yeah. don't need to hear about the BS ones. Yeah, exactly. It's just interesting to me because it's one of those things that I don't think it's that important enough to have an opinion about. No. And no. I don't really care either. I just, yeah, you know. but I, I just think it's, it's weird. Thing. It's not like I like it. It's not like it's a thing that I'm proud of that I'm like, oh, I think this is really funny. Like, it's just something I do. Okay. You know? I'll it's like the it. word rigmarole. Yeah. Rigmarole. Keep doing your thing. I'm going to do my thing. I'm going to do me. Don't do worry you. about the haters. Yeah. Yeah, because they're going to hate them. No Anyways, ladies what. and gentlemen, if you didn't know, this is the Kind of Funny Games cast. It's like the Game Over Greggy show, but we're talking about video games. And it comes out every week, Monday through Thursday, over on YouTube.com slash Kind of Funny Games. Breakouts, they'll come to you. They're free, and it's good. But if you want the whole episode early, you can go to Patreon.com slash Kind of Funny Games, and you can get it. It'll be great. It's a dollar. One dollar. You can do a whole bunch of other cool is stuff. Is this one worth a dollar? This one will be worth a dollar. Yeah. Let's we, not we gauge it yet. We don't know yet. Uh, I think it will. Sure. We got Tim a lot always of, says ahead of time if yeah, it is but or we, isn't. We got a lot of good topics on this one that I'm actually really excited about because one of them, I'm just giving a little preview of topic three. It's going to be No Man's Sky because Greg got to play it. That's right. I've touched it. I've played yeah. it. I've and been out in space about that. flying. I haven't space. talked to you about it because really? I, wanted, I wanted, not really. I mean, okay. you gave me a quick update, but like I was waiting you for get, this. You want to get in the weeds about it. You want the No Man's Sky mud between your toes, man. You want me to put up my mouth and spray. Right on your face. And uh, that's a nice segue. <laughs> this episode All is brought right. to you by Loot Crate. You, if you classify yourself as a geek, gamer, or a pop culture nerd, then this is the subscription box for you. For less than $20 a month, you get six to eight items of gamer and pop culture licensed gear, apparel, collectibles, unique one-of-a-kind items, and more. 
I'm sure you're very familiar. Loot Crate's been very nice to us. They're awesome. They've and been very nice. They're, they've been awesome. The new Cyber Crate just got here. Mm-hmm. Kevin tore it apart. Dope-ass Optimus Prime And he t-shirt. took it from you. He didn't let you have it. Okay, he didn't give it to me, though. Nope. Oh, One size oh. side, he gave it to me. He's a good dude. Hard to believe you guys are the same size. Oh, my God. So make sure to head to LootCrate.com slash KFGames. <laughs> so I don't even mean it's a fat joke. KF I just mean you have different games. bodies. And enter, enter the code KF Games to save $3 on any new subscription. Every month there's a different theme, and all items are curated around that theme. So basically, Loot Crate's like a friend who knows what you love and surprises you with an awesome present every month. I like that. I like that bit that they put because it's like... That right. makes sense. That's yeah. a good way to you're, boil you're, it down. You're good at boiling it down. You have until the 19th at 9 p.m. Pacific to subscribe and receive that month's crate. And when the cutoff happens, that's it. You're never getting that crate again, guys. Oh, my God. So you better get on that. So go to lootcrate.com slash kfgames and the code kfgames to save $3 on your new subscription today. Bam. Thank done. You. We are done. All right. Done. Thank you, so, Loot Crate, for your support. As I said, this is our first post E3 games cast. Thank God. Stretch our legs. So many people have questions. So oh, many really? people want to know different things. About E3. About E3. We oh, played wow. different games. We saw a bunch of shit. There was no, a lot of announcements. Play goddamn thing. No, we, we did a lot of... <laughs> if you guys saw... We did a games cast for every press conference except for Square because I was butting up against us doing the actual show. GameSpot cross. Then, kind of funny. Not to be confused with NX. Yeah. That's higher. NX is high. GameSpot cross funny is down here. It's low. Yeah. Um, so we did true. a lot of stuff. We did a game of the show thing, which we gave to Horizon. Right. And uh, that game looks amazing. But something that we didn't do on GamesCast, and everybody, I got maybe 20 tweets, but I'm going to give a shout-out specifically to Nicholas Salazar, at the Nicholas Sal. oh, no, at the Nick Salazar. Mm. Big fan. I see his yeah. name a lot. He's a good dude. He wants to know who won E3. Also, what the hell's going on with Nintendo? That's a side side thought. Good things. The who gamer won E3. E3. Yes. Good so, answer, Greg. So the thing there... We're not going to do that bullshit because oh. obviously the game, obviously we won. And, but to be fair, I think that this year, more than the last couple, seriously, we won. Yeah, totally. There's going to be so many games that are playing. Like, I am stoked. And every single person I talk to, they're excited about different games. And that's really cool. Even Nick, like, he saw things like Gang Beast, which has been around for a long time for people paying attention. But yeah. for someone like Nick, he's just looking at it. He's like, I can't wait for that. That and game really looks hilarious. It's Yeah. It yeah it's a fun, lot of fun. I'm excited awesome. it's finally coming to console, which reminds me I got an email. Double fun. Yes. I'm excited about that. I'm going to cross my fingers this whole show so I don't forget that you do it. Okay. Good. Long sh- a lot of show headlines. Oh, yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just, I'm just you know, seeing how long you know, okay. actually hold out. Anyway, so we discussed what our game of the show was, but that's a different question than who won. Mm. You know, typically that comes down to the big three, Nintendo, Microsoft, Sony, which one of them won. First off, before we even get into this, do you think that's the same? Do you think that we can judge this on the same scale in 2015? Or do meaning, we meaning what? That? Like, do you think that that's still the right way to judge who won E3? Yeah, I guess. I mean, I think it's all in the eye of the beholder, it's right? All, like, yeah, we talk, in Col- I talk on Colin and Greg live about how, you know, fucks to give are in the eye of the beholder, for instance. Mm-hmm. I don't have any fucks to give, but that's in my, yeah. you know, that's for me. Mm-hmm. Some other person might have a lot of fucks to give. I found some fucks today during Colin and Greg live. Take that as you will. Yeah. Um, I think that I, the more I've marinated on this, the more I've come to different conclusions than my immediate reaction, which was that Sony won. Um, and I thought that because Sony, and I still think that in a sense, because Sony's games just speak to me more. I mean, we're very open about that. So when I see games like The Last Guardian or Horizon or Final Fantasy VII Remake, which I know a lot of people think is coming out of the consoles and might, but they're, they said as of today, like, they're only making it for PlayStation 4. They're not even worried about the other consoles and stuff like that yet. So you might never see that on anything else. Who the hell knows? But, you know, we'll call that a multi-plat. But there are games, you know, and, and announcements at that, at that, um, 
that particular conference that just spoke to me on a level of a gamer. Sure. It's not to say Microsoft didn't, because I'm really excited about Gears 4, for instance, and obviously in a Fune's game ReCore makes me really excited. But I think that if you look at who won from a paradigm-shifting place in terms of coming into their own, in terms of changing perception, then Microsoft probably hey, won. You understand where I was coming from. Because I think that the... Microsoft's doing all of the right things now. Microsoft and Sony's still doing the right things, but Microsoft it's fresh and, and exciting for Microsoft because they just hadn't been doing the right things for a while. Ever since they rolled out Xbox One, it really took them a while to like you know catch their their footing after they kind of stumbled and, and fell. Um, but backwards compatibility, I've said a lot for a, a while now since it was announced, is the biggest announcement of the show. I think that's a consequential, a hugely consequential announcement. I like that they took aim at Sony specifically in that announcement um, by saying we're not going to make you pay for your games that you already own. Um, of course, this is a thing that has to have publisher cooperation, and it's not going to be everything immediately, but it could be everything eventually, giving Xbox One potentially a thousand new games, yeah. you know, um, which is huge. It's fucking huge, and it's a pro-consumer move. I think it's a very popular move for a console that's already cheaper than its competitor. So I think Microsoft might have won E3 depending on how you look at it. And if you look at it from that perspective and look at it from changing minds and closing the gap with PlayStation, then certainly they probably did win because the other stroke of genius, as we talked about before, is that they showed games much like Sony did that are a ways off with the exception of Halo and Tomb Raider. In other words, they showed games like ReCore that are next year, uh, Gears 4, you know, doesn't have a date yet, but then they show Gears and they, sh you know, Gears Remake and they show uh, Halo and they show Tomb Raider and they show the, the Rare Collection and all these kinds of things, th things that are immediate. The tide is changing for Microsoft. Sony should be worried about what's happening over there because Sony's games are all still in the future. We're going to talk about No Man's Sky in a little while. No Man's Sky is effectively a PlayStation exclusive for now anyway, and I'm still not super convinced that that's going to be on anything else except for PC. But we'll see, mm -hmm. right? Because Sony's putting so much time and money into that game. I, I don't know what the publishing deal is, but I don't think I don't necessarily think that that is 100% coming to other consoles. But let's assume that they treat that as an exclusive and it comes out this year. Well, they have that in Uncharted Collection, and that's it. And Microsoft has Tomb Raider, Rare Collection, the Gears remake, Halo, Halo 5, and Forza mm -hmm. 6. It's a substantial, substantial exclusive lineup. Um, and I keep saying, as we said on Colin and Greg today, Greg, that I hope Sony doesn't announce anything for this fall. Because I just want to see how it plays out with nothing. As an industry fan and analyst, exactly. you want to see how it's... Right now, and, I mean, the big yeah, thing yeah. is Microsoft's moving all its pieces into position. And they're getting ready to start this war, right, mm -hmm. to really unleash the troops here. And that's what E3 was and why when we did the initial conversation afterwards where I was like, I don't know if it's as cut and dry that Sony won. That was what I was saying. And you were right. I was wrong about that. I love you. Uh, well, this goes back to my point before of, like, Colin's the kind of guy who doesn't entrench himself in his opinion. He will sit yeah. there and evaluate and change when evidence is brought up. Is the fact that, yeah, they put all these pieces in place of, like, we have this year covered, and we have next year covered, and then, hey, Sony's been showing you Morpheus forever, and you think it's neat, but not that cool, but here's HoloLens. Here's a HoloLens, one HoloLens demo that matters. Enough to, for everybody to go, that looks really cool. I'd like to know more about that. And then we'll move on to back to games and do all these different things. And they've set it up to see, yeah, if there is nothing really for Sony this fall. If it is No Man's Sky and it is Uncharted and that's it. What does that mean? The gap is going to close, I think, significantly in terms of what the lead is and how that's going. And then it'll get to be a smaller gap and then you'll see Microsoft start pulling ahead next year. Yeah, I mean, I think that... And this is the thing as, as an industry analyst, as someone who just loves numbers and loves the way the business side of the games work and often the stories behind the games that we've said many times, much more interesting than the games themselves. Right. And I still believe that. I feel like it might not matter 
And that's why I want to see what mm-hmm. happens because mm-hmm. now we're going to have it. It's going to. It's not fucking academic at that point. It's going to be on the market, right? No Man's Sky. I still. I mean, they say they're going to have date information soon. I, pre- I presume that means it's going to come out this fall. I don't know that that for sure. We know we're getting Uncharted Collection this fall from Blue Point, but Sony has sold 25 million or so PlayStation 4s with no games. With no exclusives. And yeah, so... That you need, 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 need Exactly. Need. There's nothing on the console with the exception of... I would say Bloodborne is probably its strongest exclusive. And that's, not a, exclusive. And that's not a game that's like moving that's units. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. And then you have infamous, good games like Infamous and yeah, Killzone. Killzone. But nothing like on the level of probably what you'll get with Uncharted, for instance. And right. Until Dawn is coming out in August and then Uncharted Collection and that's it. Yeah. So it won't be an academic exercise at that point. At that point, we're going to see if it really does matter because it's so far it has not mattered and that, at all. And, and it, that's and that's that's the amazing thing about it. And, and maybe if, Sony's I'm sorry to interrupt, but no, maybe Sony's fine. looking at it and saying, "Well, we have Fallout. They've known about that for a long time, sure. no doubt. Sure, you know, we have Fallout coming out, and so does Xbox One, and we have Call of Duty, and, and we have Battlefront. Battlefront, we have all these games. It doesn't really matter, you know. And 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 I wonder. I wonder, you know, obviously Naughty Dog does whatever they want, so I'm sure that they would have liked to have that game this fall. But, you know, I, I still, I'm, I want to see it play out because I just don't know if it's going to matter. If it doesn't matter, then Microsoft's in fucking huge trouble. The you fa- know, and that's and that's the thing that I want to see if that plays mm-hmm. out or not. The fact that Sony's done so well right now with no true exclusive of their own, I think really, we're, you know, you and I have done this beat for a long time, and we cover the fuck out of the first parties, right? If... The fact that Sony's done so well right now, and if nothing changes this fall because of it, I think that speaks so much to their third-party team, that Adam Boy's led team, and the fact that, you know, oh, Batman Arkham Knight's out, and where do you get the exclusive Batman console? It's a PlayStation 4. Destiny was a PlayStation 4. And granted, we've talked before, those numbers didn't seem outrageous that they were moving units that way, but it's getting, it's the uh, it's the inverse of what last year was, where, or I'm sorry, last generation was, where it was every time you saw something, it would go boom and be the Xbox 360 yeah. logo. And people are like, oh, that game's going to be on Xbox 360. I'm going to play it on Xbox yep. 360. Whereas right now, it seems like it's a PlayStation 4 ideal. Yeah, and the fact that uh, you know you see Battlefront, and that seems very PS4 heavy. Like Sony is pushing that game. Mm-hmm. Like, I think that's a, a big, big thing there. Where you're right. It's like last gen was Xbox. This gen is PlayStation, and that's crazy because to the general consumer, that's what matters. Yeah. Like there's they see this and they don't give a crap if it's on both systems or not. They just know, oh, it's on this system. I need this system. So yeah, yeah. I think I, I think that. It's all about perception. I don't. Usually, there's a clear cut winner. It's typically been Sony. I think we can all agree on that. The last two years or so, with the sure. exception of this year, because really the more I marinate on, I marinate on it, and that's what I was saying was, I'm like, well, what was the point of the conference? You know, if the point was to move the needle significantly, then Microsoft wins. Yeah. If the point was to show me games that I want to play, then then Sony wins. Right. I, I think so. Again, it is it is super perception heavy. The the other winner, of course, is Bethesda. Right now. I was really impressed with Bethesda's showing. First of all, Doom looks fucking awesome, and I love that they're just calling it Doom. Um, it looks great. Some people were complaining about it's too violent, it's too bloody. I don't give a fuck. The, the thing I love about the game, I'm come I don't give a fuck about the, the thing I love about the game is that it's there's zero pretension about it. There's no story. It doesn't give a flying fuck why you're doing what you're doing. It's a game. You know, and a lot of people feel like they can't make games like that anymore. And that's not an inconsequential game. It is making the game, and Bethesda's publishing it. It's a huge studio and a huge publisher putting this game out, and it's just like it's just doom you know and, and, and I, I think that's pretty cool obviously they'll have context but you know i don't think it's gonna be a very story heavy a story heavy affair and then 
obviously Dishonored 2 looks cool, and I feel bad that the game leaked the day before, but it is what it is. And then obviously Fallout 4 is going to blow everyone away, and people still think I'm overestimating how well that game is going to do. And I think you're stupid. I think you. I think you're going to be. Don't if be you're stupid. if you're really surprised why say Tomb Raider might be in trouble that it's coming out the same day Fallout 4 is, you'll know in November why it's why it's going to be in trouble because that game is going to fucking trounce everything around it. So, mm. um, you know, I I feel I like Bethesda's stance because I just don't think they're going to do this again. And that and I'd be really interested to see if they do. There's no reason for them to do it again. All of their games will be out. With the exception of maybe Doom by that point. Right? If they do so, it again, it'll be far flung. It'll be the same thing. All the stars align. That, oh, hey, we have four or three, four great titles we need to talk about. Right, exactly. That's why this happened. Elder Scrolls, I'm assuming the next time there is one, they'll be there. Yeah, exactly. They don't, they're don't. they not fierce about annualizing. And as we talked about in our pre-show before the conference, Bethesda seems to be mostly focused on building games internally and publishing them, much like Ubisoft. So they have their work cut out for them because they just don't have that many studios. Ubisoft has a lot of studios. That are things you've places you've never fucking heard of and cities you've never heard of around the world that make all these games, right? Ubisoft, Sophia, I think was the one that made Assassin's Creed on Vita, right? Mm. So it was like all these random studios. Bethesda has a smaller group of studios that are bigger names, I think, like ID, for instance, or Bethesda Game Studios, which are the RPG makers. And I think that they just give them time to make games. I don't think Bethesda's ultimate goal, or, or you know, Zenimax's ultimate goal, is to become EA. I think their their whole thing is like we make premium games. That are going to sell 10 million copies. Yeah. And, um, you know, but the, Fallout 4 will easily sell 10 million copies. Uh, Doom is probably good for five, if not more, depending on how good it is. Dishonored will do a few million. So, like, they're ultimately trying to get to that point where, like, we make a premium product. Um, which tells me that, you know, they put everything into this particular showing and the stars did align. And you will not see them at E3 next year. Mm-hmm. Um, at least in a conference sort of way. So, I, I think that they're huge winners because they made such a huge splash. Um, and then I think everyone else did okay. I think there's some losers. I certainly think Nintendo is is probably the major loser. Uh, I don't I don't I don't know if you guys necessarily agree with that. I think it's it cl- as clear as the day is long. Personally, they're um, taking it on the chin hard right now because it was what people wanted. I thought it was an entertaining conference, which is the opposite of EA's. And now, granted, yeah. EA didn't speak to me in terms of games. You know, what I mean, Pele comes out and stuff, and I understand that I'm maybe not the target audience for that. But overall, it just wasn't super entertaining. Whereas at least Nintendo, I thought had the interstitials and the jokes and whatever. And I think it speaks again to what I always say is that I don't think what gamers want Nintendo to be. I don't think Nintendo wants to be that. So mm-hmm. I don't know. But yeah, Nintendo definitely is the one. Like you always thought we were talking about the day after we were finally able to look at the coverage that it wasn't just us it was like people on the internet in general like this wasn't good yeah but i think the difference there though is like you're saying that the ea conference and we talked about this a couple times last week but who was that geared towards like who is the audience when you're that expansive i don't know if you i mean that's the whole thing is like and that's why they had to be hey everybody who wants to talk about mobile 15 minutes until battlefront like we know why you want to watch this exactly but even then it's like who is the audience for the, the mobile stuff like i don't think that there needs to be a press conference talking about these games. Like, the audience is on their phones. They're not watching E3. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, I don't understand the the need to, like, talk about the new Madden, all the new sports stuff. The people that are going to play those games know that they're coming, and we don't need to hear about the features and stuff. If people want to hear the features, they'll go to IGN. They'll go to GameSpot. They'll figure it out, right? Yeah. Wasting the time of the press conference seems weird to me because it just bogs it down. Whereas Nintendo stuff, it's like, maybe it didn't speak to us because it wasn't the games we wanted but i mean i'm just, all the animal crossing stuff i'm sure the people that love animal crossing were like fuck yeah you know seeing star fox i was like fuck yeah i have my issues but it's like still it's star fox you know mario maker i'm sold all the japanese games not necessarily my thing and even the fire emblem stuff i'm like i love fire emblem but i don't want this okay well then, then you're stuff. being a hypocrite 
Because you can't say that about the Japanese games and then be like, if you want to know about Madden, they'll go to IGN. Like, these what, these conferences no, but, but are to show saying, your portfolio. No, but, but what I'm saying is, like, there's a difference between EA and Nintendo in the fact that the the Madden stuff, it's like they're, they're aiming at nobody, really. Like, even those people, those people don't need to hear the new updates and stuff. They're going to buy the game. Mm-hmm. The Japanese, the people that are fans of the Japanese games... They that is an audience that does that is the right place to tell them that information. Mm, I don't know if I fully agree. I, I'm with you. I understand what you're saying. I think EA's was a, was a was by far the most traditional E3 press conference. Right. Mm-hmm. We've seen all the first parties move away from that. You've seen Ubisoft. I mean, now it's been years. It's you think traditional Ubisoft. You think Aisha Tyler. But that was a deal when they moved away and had her. And you know what I mean? Yeah. Like Mr. E- Caffeine. Mr. Caffeine. I wonder what that would look like. No, like you know, EA's was very much like here's your next talking. Head. Here's the next mm-hmm. game in our portfolio. Here's what it's doing feature I understand. I, I think that there's two things that are worth noting about. Well, who are the mobile announcements and the sports announcements for, right? They're for USA Today. They're for the New York Times. They're for the Wall Street Journal. They're for all these newspapers and, and mainstream coverage. And they're also for their stockholders. Right, exactly. You know, so that's why that's where E3 gets really complicated. And why Sony, for instance, does a really convoluted kind of thing where they do a lot of conferences at TGS and stuff like that in Japan, where they usually have two conferences because, you know, they or just speak multiple times because they're speaking to a lot of different audiences. So at E3, yeah, you want to speak to us, but we're not the only people they're speaking to. And frankly, EA finds a write-up in the Wall Street Journal fifty times more valuable than they do a write-up in an IGN, guaranteed. You know, yeah. like it's just it's just so like public perception. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Because like you said, IGN's audience, for instance, already knows about all these games, and they don't care really. Like they're they're gonna buy Madden. You're gonna figure buy FIFA. You're gonna buy FIFA. It doesn't matter like what it's what it's reviewed. But a write-up for a casual audience that reads Wall Street Journal at the dinner table uh, after, you know, eating, you know, drinking coffee and eating dessert or whatever with their family, that's a pretty big thing for them. So they have to aim at those kinds of things. The other thing that EA had that's, that Nintendo, frankly, did not have were bombshells, right? They showed Mass Effect for the first time, yeah. which is huge, and Mass Effect Andromeda. Then in the middle, they show Mirror's Edge, which is huge. And then at the end, they show Battlefront, which mm-hmm. is huge. And, and all like, those games are going to sell. And when you Battle go back and you look at EA and you talk about tent poles and stuff like that, that's when I was like, oh, yeah, those, that was cool. It was just in the, the moment to moment of just like, oh, what are you talking yeah. about? I don't care about Plants versus. But, but I'm sorry to interrupt, but that, that was the problem with Nintendo is that, I mean, I thought Star Fox was so obvious that I predicted not only would it be at the, at the conference, but it would be shown it. first. Yeah. yeah. Because that was obvious, right? And then other than that, nothing. Like, mm-hmm. uh, literally nothing. And I don't think Star Fox looks good at all. And Star Fox isn't going to sell. Newsflash. You know? So... The more I thought about that conference, the more I'm like, this is weak. But it wasn't until I really started reading NeoGAF and all these places where I'm like, people fucking hated that conference. Like, I like I couldn't – usually every, all the Nintendo fans hate me, right? Yeah. I say something about Nintendo, they're all mad at me. But I'm like, Jesus Christ. Like, they're finally maybe seeing that this company is like a wreck, you know? Um, and the one thing I felt bad about with Nintendo, frankly, was what everyone's expectations were. They're in the space in between right now. I don't know what the fuck you want them to do, you know? They cannot talk about their next console yet, and they said they weren't going to. And they have to ride it out and get some games out, but they're not going to talk about the next big Mario game, and they're not going to talk about Zelda, because guess what? They're going to talk about those things when they're ready to talk about them, and they're probably associated with NX, you know? Yeah. I think I'm, 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 becoming more, I'm becoming more and more... I thought it was crazy, but I'm becoming more and more uh, certain that this new Zelda game is the Twilight Princess, mm-hmm. in terms of it'll be like Cross a legacy platform. game, and it'll be on the next system yeah. as well. Yeah. yeah, it's interesting. I mean, I think that's the... I've been thinking about this a lot. In terms of the Nintendo Direct, because of course I want them to win. I want them to be good. And it's like, I just can't say that they did based on what they showed. And I was thinking, like, what could they have done to fix it? And it's like, I don't think there's anything. Like, I really don't think there's any announcements they could have made. Like, even if they came out with a Metroid Prime and a, a new Mario and all this stuff, it's like, at the end of the day, it still would have been all right. Like, it would have been the equivalent of EA. 
where it's like you had those yeah there's those couple big things but besides that overall people are still going to look down on and be like whatever and i think that the fact that they didn't show those things shows that they know that they're in the transition period and maybe it's a good thing we didn't see mario galaxy 3 or whatever the hell that would be because it's showing that it's like they they're not going to like keep trying to fail they're going to wait for the nx or hopefully whatever that is take their lumps and keep going yeah you know and like that to me that's a win you know what I mean? That doesn't mean they win E3, but it definitely means, like, it's... I think that that conference, it was good for me because it's, like, there are games that I can't wait to play from that show. That's all I needed. I wish there was a surprise, and there wasn't. And because there was no surprise, it was a shitty conference. Muppets were surprising. That was quite the surprise. Yeah, it was surprising, yeah. and that haunted my dreams for the next few nights. <laughs> but, yeah, I think that... I feel bad for Nintendo because there's a few things, right? A, no game company would get away with the shit they've been showing the last couple of years if they weren't Nintendo. And that's and that's an obvious thing that you have to say, right? They, they're getting by on legacy at, at, purely at this point. But they've earned it. So I don't really get necessarily mad about that because I know that they are, again, in the space in between. And like they just have to figure out, and I'm sure are figuring out what they're going to do. I think Nintendo returns to E3 in a major way in a live way next year. Um, with the debut with the, With a new console. and I Or whatever it is. Who the hell really knows what it is? Piece yeah. of hardware. Something. Um, Google Glass. Google Glass. And but again, just hearing you know Awada apologized on Twitter, you know for like that showing. Then Reggie comes out and says, "Oh, he wasn't really apologizing and all this stuff." And I'm like, "No, I think he was apologizing." Then they say really backwards things like, "Oh, VR is boring. not fun and it's boring." I'm like, "Are you out of your mind?" You know, like just stop talking, mm-hmm. recede into the background, and figure everything out because. Day by day, you're losing people. When people start feeling like I feel, I've felt about Nintendo for a long time, and that seems to be a really common thing now, you know, I don't care how much money you have in the bank, and I don't care how popular you are. You're in a lot of trouble. And, you know, you better figure your shit out. And I want Nintendo to just go away, you know? Just be quiet, trickle out these other games that you just need to get out, like mm-hmm. Yoshi and all these other games, and just come back and f- shove your boot in everyone's ass mm-hmm. next year. You know what I mean? And they're just not going to do it. You know? I know in the back. I, I expected them to do it with Wii U. Yeah, I know. Everyone and, and, did. And, and I, I thought, like, because we had such a bad, it was there and it sold very respectably and games sold, but it was just a joke, yeah. you know, by the end. And I, I knew that they knew that. And when they revealed Project Cafe and all these kinds of things, I was like, yes, yes. Yeah. Like, show us what you can do and get us back and make us excited again. And the Wii U was a, a rush to market, ill-conceived yeah, underpowered console. I'll never no forget. I'll never forget that E3 when they unveiled the the Wii U and everyone knowing what it was going, no, going into it. Yeah, but it it was the bad. No one knew where it was. Whereas going into it, it was the good. No one knew where it was, and everyone's just like, "Oh, it's rumored to be called just the Nintendo Entertainment System." They're fixing the problems. They're doing all this stuff, and I'll never forget when uh, our Nintendo guy at the time got to see like the pre-showing thing, and he walked up to me. He just shook his head. He's like. It's not what you think it is. It's not. And I was just like, fuck. I just remember my stomach dropped. I'm like, god damn it. Yeah, because it became clear that they had been this, you know, Nintendo takes R&D seriously like any hardware manufacturer. But they what they take really seriously with R&D is innovation, right? The analog stick, the rumble pack, the little discs. Motion control, the little discs, discs. innovation. You know, like anything like that. But there was reasons for them to do things like that, right? And the D-pad. I mean, like, it's all shoulder buttons. Like, it goes on and on and on and on. But eventually, innovation stops becoming innovation that everyone wants, and innovation becomes gimmicks that no one wants. And the Wii U is and was such an overt look at tablets 
Mm-hmm. We have mm-hmm. to do something with tablets, you know. And it's like, no, man. Like, can game can will the tablet will the, the gamepad serve your games? No, it clearly doesn't. Um, will it even be remotely in the same league as the tablets that are on the market? No, not a not, not, no, no, no prayer. And that's why I just I hope against hope, man, that they and I, I feel like it's possible but unlikely that they really just knock it out of the park. There's and like, no way. I, I don't know. I, I, they have to know. You know that that they are they are on borrowed time now until until and I, I know that people think I'm crazy when I say that because they have so much money and so much prestige in these IP. I'm not saying Nintendo's gonna go out of business. I'm saying their hardware business is on borrowed time. You know? They need to come out with something that will compete with PS4 and Xbox One, which will be on the market until twenty twenty, if not beyond that. So like they have to figure it out. They have to figure it out, and I want them to figure it out. Me too. And I still say, as we said on Colin and Greg, the way they're going to figure it out is to get out of the hardware. You I know? Think, and I, I think, like, like, and make your games. I think NX is going to be continue on this innovation route, and so then the question is going to. But the question is, is I mean, like, if they come out and they do what we keep asking for, where we keep saying we want a handheld slash home console, that that you know, basically, imagine if you could just take the Wii U tablet with you, right, and play games on the go. If they go that way, and they the DS is over, and this is our handheld is this, which is also it's the N, and then the X is the home console, but it's all the same thing, and that's NX. That's the innovation we'd want. You know what I mean? If they go that way and they, they take the ideas they have of we want to keep changing what gaming is, we want to change what Nintendo is, but we want to talk to the gamer again, that's where it gets different. Right now, I think they still tried with the Wii U to be a toy guy. We're still going to make you toys and stuff. And they have to decide real quick if they want to keep going down that route, mm. which I do think ends in a dead end where they have to just put their games on everything, which wouldn't be the worst thing in the world. I mean, that's it I, would be ideal. We've said this it before, point. man. I hope that happens. Because like, I, I love Nintendo at this point for their games, not for the system it's on. Right. Like, no matter what happens, I love my Wii U for the games that are on it. And when the, the generation ends and Wii U finally like actually dies, I'm going to look back and be like, wow, I enjoyed this shit out of enough games on that thing that made it totally worth it to me. But I don't love it because the Wii U. God knows I don't love it because the Wii U. Right. You know, but I hope that that happens one day, as much as that hurts me to say. Because I don't... When you just said, like, what we all want for this to be this portable slash console thing, the more I think about it, the more I'm like, I don't know if that is what I want anymore. You're a piece of garbage. Yeah. I mean, it's We almost had him. Reggie yeah. was listening. Yeah, 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 yeah. But, I mean, I, if they're going to go the hardware route, that is what I want, for yeah. sure. Like, that just makes sense. But then again, if they do that, then it will still be not as powerful as the other consoles. They'll still be but that But you issue. don't need that. Why do you care? Why do you need that? There needs. To, I, I do think that there needs to be parity. And there's no excuse for them that they're going to launch a console three years after the other ones that it shouldn't be more powerful than those consoles. And that's the thing that people should be excited about. You have to make a device that people want to make games for. You know, And I don't know why that's so lost on people. I don't care that the 3DS is underpowered and the games look like complete garbage on it. And, and that's just the fact of the matter, you know? I I'm I never I'm ceased to, like to be amazed when I see a new Wii 3DS game and I'm like Jesus Christ you know I don't care about graphics but I look at it from a perspective of is a game developer going to be excited to make a game on 3DS probably not is a game developer excited to make a game on Wii U no you know and do they make it do they make it uh, easy to do that no they need to make a game they need to make a console that engenders the support of third parties or they will not survive you know it's just or, and by they, I don't mean Nintendo. I mean their console will not survive. Right, right, right. And that's obvious. I mean, they had a they got into into bed with with bit, like Platinum, for instance, to bring Bayonetta and the Wonderful One Hundred One over and stuff like that. Like certain games are just never going to happen unless they start paying for them. Yeah. And I can't imagine those games are profitable. Maybe they were. 
they have to make something that gets people excited on the developer side. And they've burned so many bridges with, with developers at this point. Look sure. at Zombie U. Like, the, like, Zombie U was made by Ubisoft. They wanted to make a sequel. They didn't because it didn't sell very well. And now they're bringing it to Xbox One and PS4, it looks like. Which is unbelievable and weird. You know? Yeah. Because they want to extract more money out of it because they're not excited anymore. They took games like Rayman and were like, uh, we're going to delay Rayman because we need to get it on the other consoles. Yeah. You know? Like, we're not releasing it now. Yeah. we It's ready to go. It's done on Wii U, but we're not releasing it. Like, that's incredible. That's incredible stuff. Because they know they can only make one introduction with their game. It doesn't matter what consoles it's on. Mm-hmm. I fear for Nintendo in the sense that they're going to keep trying to go down this road and then they're going to find themselves in financial problem in financial trouble. But... They do have a lot of money, and they have valuable IP, and they're doing things like, you know, a theme park integration and stuff like that, which is awesome. And at the end of the day, they own Mario, they own Donkey Kong, they own all these, like, all these valuable IP. And we're seeing a different Nintendo now with their cooperation with DNA, and Nintendo that I would never... And that's why I'm so confident in saying that, not confident, but more comfortable saying, maybe they will stop making hardware at some point, because... If you asked me six months ago if they were going to put their shit on cell phones, I would have been like, you're out of your mind. Of course they're not going to do that. And not only are they doing that, they they got in bed with another company because they admitted, which is amazing, that they don't know how to do it. I mean, that's a, this is a different Nintendo that sure. we're seeing now. So they, put, they, I mean, the Skylanders integration I thought was a big step yeah, forward too. I mean, that's huge. Yeah, you know, and that's the thing is like people shit on the the direct, but it's like I mean that was a huge announcement, not for us. But for the industry and for all like what's happening right now, that's a huge deal. For the Amiibros, they yeah. all they're gonna care There's about. There's a it. whole ton of them. Yeah, we'll see, man. I, I'm you know the thing that never, the thing that never changes for me with Nintendo is I'm always rooting for them. Yeah, I'm never surprised when they fuck it up, but I'm always, <laughs> always, always rooting for them because at the end of the day, a strong Nintendo and a healthy Nintendo is good for games mm-hmm. and good for innovation and drives everyone to make better games. And I do believe there will be a time again. When everyone looks at Nintendo and says, like, they make the best games. And that's all that matters. Because they, I mean, do, make, they that, do make the best games that's, consistently. Well, that's the whole thing. I don't think people look, look at them now and don't say that. I personally think people look at studios like Naughty Dog. I think people look at studios like Bethesda Game Studios. I think people are looking at CD Projekt Red. I think people are looking at all of, over not at Nintendo anymore. Mm-hmm. Personally. Mm-hmm. You know? And not, looking at, and not looking at Nintendo Studios and being look like... You know, looking at Rockstar, looking at whoever, and being like, they make the best games. Mm. Looking past Mario Golf World Tour? Come on, guys. What's, sort what the fuck doing? out, kids. Yeah. All right, so going out, going back to it before we close out the topic. So who won E3? The gamers. If we had to choose one besides the gamers. <laughs> like I, Do we all agree Sony? I agree Sony in that it spoke to me more, but I, I still think Microsoft makes a, a very That's valid the thing. Case. is like Microsoft rises to the top in my mind just because Sony was a great conference, yeah. but then it's the same thing. Like Some of those games didn't speak to me. So, and I, the majority of them did, but Microsoft, I felt, was the one that had like oomph to it. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And Bethesda, I, I'm not counting. I mean, Fallout was amazing. Fallout's going to be amazing. I can't wait for Fallout. But in terms of who won, I think it comes down to yeah. you start talking about first parties where it comes down to. Yeah, exactly. I, I that's what I was saying earlier. It's like, do we still? Is that the scale? Is it those three? But I think it is. Well, and the scale's outdated. It's yeah. one of those things that this, none of this makes sense, and it's just us all yeah. jerk, jerking ourselves off, talking about this, saying what we want. It's so weird for me to, to think about it though that we're in a world where Final Fantasy VII HD or not HD remake was announced, yeah, yeah. and it's not like oh Sony fucking won, and yeah, that's yeah, crazy yeah. to me. And like it shows how strong it has been. It, but it's it's been it has it been too long. Like that's the thing is I feel like that announcement. Any other year, I feel would have been a much bigger deal than people are making it out to be. Not to say they're not, because obviously, if you look on the internet, it's like the number one freaking thing everywhere. But yeah. it's like, it's really weird talking to you guys and, and feeling like I need to keep bringing it up. You know, it's because it's so far off. I mean, that's the thing is that this is just a very, it's a very premature announcement that really had no business being made. To be very honest, sure. with you. so it's like that. That's that the one the thing. That's it, yeah. The, yeah. That's to me. 
that's the one thing why I'm not excited about. It's the same reason why I'm not excited about Kingdom Hearts or Final Fantasy 15 because I know they're nowhere near being done. Mm-hmm. So it's just like, I think and I'll, Final Fantasy 7 is way behind those yeah. games. Final Fantasy 7 also, I think, had you saw it at, at PSX. And, like, the way everyone built and started, like, that was when, holy fuck, are they about to, oh, it's the PC thing. And so, we already had that tease. And yeah. so, like, this was still, like, what's happening exactly? And then it was over. You're like, oh, cool. And it was like, yeah. Oh, ne- clearly not anywhere close to being a real game yet. You know what I mean? So it's like, all right, cool. That's a great announcement. I'm glad. But it wasn't like it ended and they went into a demo. And, like, you know, this is what's yeah. going to be happening next year and oh shit like God. that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah they're building. I mean, they're, they're, they're entering production. Which is a bad. I mean, it's great. They have to enter production at some point, but the, it's it's bad if you want to play the game anytime soon. Especially remaking a game like that is going to take time and, yeah. and and effort and and massaging that just so finesse. Mm-hmm. You know, like oh yeah, finesse. It's a great word for it. They have to treat it with great care. And I think there's going to be a lot of problems making this game. I, I got I like I I think it's exciting, but I think this game is going to go through a lot of problems because. Yeah. They're going. CyberConnect will try to change things. Well, okay. You know? so, and, and I don't think that's going. And I don't think that's going to resonate. CyberConnect. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna keep that for a topic. Maybe next week. I'm trying to figure out how to how to best do it because Greg, Greg's not so much. A I'm gonna go. I'll guy. go play Batman sure. when you guys talk yeah, about it. Yeah, so you can do that. But uh, I definitely want to talk to you about what you think they should change, how they're gonna change it, and if that's such a big deal or not. But sure, whatever. We'll it's a huge deal if they try to change anything. But we'll, 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 yeah, yeah, but we'll, see. we'll we'll say that for next time. Um, continuing on with E3. Gray Fox at Gray Kitsune wants to know good Metal Gear reference. What were games you thought were ignored at the show or didn't get enough attention because of all the other big oh. titles that were there? Now this resonated with me because I'm a big fan of a lot of little things. So it's like games like Amplitude get me super excited. Ah, sure, sure, they're sure, not sure, the sure. biggest games, you know, but they're ones that I'm going to sink a lot of time into. And I remember walking around the show floor and looking around, just being like tons of things that I was like. Oh shit, that's playable. Oh shit, this is here. And like no one even talked about it. Like yeah, Ratchet yeah. and Clank comes to mind. Yeah. That game looks so good. Pixar A couple movie. weeks ago we saw the trailer and it was just like, oh crap, this looks good. Yeah. It was playable on the show floor. And I was like, how the hell is this? No one's talking about it. Oh, it's because they wore out their welcome. The damage is done. Stop making Ratchet and Clank no, games. No, no. Don't reboot it now and think that we won't notice what's happening. (laughs) (laughs) No, that looks good. And then then I also saw Journey on PS4, which they've shown like 10 million times. It's really interesting. Like, where is that? Like, why is that not just... It's out Yeah, I know, right? That's the thing is that we've heard about that game forever. It's like, okay, do it. Mm -hmm. Pooper, get off the pot. Um, So I'll tell you a game. I'm a fan of these small games, too. A game that I was surprised I didn't think about, forgotten all about, Metal Gear Solid The Phantom Pain. Mm. Metal Gear mm-hmm. Solid Five: The Phantom Pain. The game that I said it was currently my game of the year. Like, I got, I was on there. People started tweeting me like, hey, you're going to give one of your awards to Metal Gear Solid Five, And I was like, oh, right. Metal Gear Solid Five is here, and it's not out yet. You know what yeah. I mean? It's just like, you want to talk about how, how E3 works, is that there's no trailer reveal at any of the press conferences there's a giant demo on jeff Keighley's youtube stage just like where telltale went to go talk about the walking dead spinoff for michonne and nobody fucking heard it you know what i mean like nobody heard it because there was so much noise so many big events so many pre-shows so many post shows that like you had to be dialed in at that one moment to get into it. and we watched the trailer we did the rewind for it les enfants terribles and we had a great time talking about it right but that didn't resonate to me as an e3 game of the show and now granted it's because i'm spoiled i already played it i put two days into it but it's not it wasn't even on my radar in terms of e3 i didn't hear a lot of people talking about it these people did eventually start talking about the demo but 
it was your embargo was up before E3. You're tr- you did a trailer. You're not on the stage. You have the booth, but it's like booths aren't really what E3 is to us. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. E3 is the stage demos. It's the press conferences. It's these different things. I was surprised yeah, that there were, it, you didn't feel a presence of it. And a big part of that, I think, is the fact that Kojima wasn't there. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? They didn't have him there. If things weren't south with them right now, you have to imagine he comes out on the Sony stage and talks about Metal Gear and shows a demo and does something cool to get everyone excited about it but the fact that it was like sectioned off it was to me forgotten that's why i didn't think of it to give it an award and after the fact i started going back and forth in my head i'm like well i've said it's my game of the year so far so i think that's a good enough nod for it and it's just like yeah like i want to give it to things that caught me off guard or i didn't see coming like e3 is that excitement and that yeah. you know, oh my god something brand new and metal gear has been around a bit you know what i mean like let's get out there and do something mm-hmm. and a lot of people called me out uh not called me out, but a lot of people had questions, I should say, uh, and brought up the original tweet I did from Kojima Studio, or I'm sorry, Konami LA Studios down there when I was playing Metal Gear, right? Because I had tweeted out that on this day I can talk about single player, and on this day I can talk about Metal Gear Solid Online, and it was like the Tuesday of E3, right? And so that day during the shows or the live streams, people were hitting me up like, what's going on? Why are you not talking about it? And I was like, because they didn't show anything. Yeah. And here we are at E3, and did they show anything? I don't know. I didn't get a chance to watch all these things they're doing on the YouTube stage, but... For us, it was one PowerPoint slide that said how many players are in a map. Mm-hmm. So I really have nothing to say because I have no idea what the hell Metal Gear Solid Online is all about. Like mm-hmm. I know Phantom Pain looks great and that looks awesome, but online, I still don't know what's happening. Hmm. I want to give a shout-out to a game that I think I got appropriate an amount of, of coverage and, and was playable, which is Mario Maker. Hmm. Um, I think that I didn't get a chance to go over and play it. That game looks fucking awesome, yep. and I can't wait to play it. So I'm glad that... Um, that that seemed to be like the star, one of the stars of the show, just generally. One of my games Nintendo. of the show. Yeah, certainly. Yeah, it was one of your games of the show. It, it bothered me in the Nintendo Direct how they were manhandling all those documents, but other than that, it was good. Um, Here's the original way we laid it out. There's like, like yeah, just folding and storing. I'm like, all right, and yeah, pointing out of your pocket, like, oh, by the way, here it is. Sorry, right, forgot that we got the original document. <laughs> it's like Jesus for... Christ, what are you guys thinking? Um, but yeah, that game looks awesome. So I, I want to give a shout out to that. Uh, there were a few games uh, I, that. I was surprised I didn't see more about. I didn't go. I didn't do like a deep, deep dive. But a few games that came to mind. One of the games I was surprised that I didn't hear more about was Riggs. Oh um, yeah, Riggs is made by Guerrilla Cambridge, so a, stu- a first party Sony studio, um, which is it's like a three on three arena combat game for Morpheus. And I was surprised that it had like a very um, uh, big, noticeable and big placard on the show floor, and it was upstairs. You had to like go upstairs and play it and stuff like that. And it was I was surprised I didn't read more about that game. Uh, I played Alien Nation, Housemark's new game for PS4, behind closed doors, and it's fucking awesome, so I can't wait to play that. Um, but I didn't really see anyone talking about that. I think mostly because it wasn't on the floor, and, and it was in like, pre-alpha, and it was a little rough. But Rocket uh, League not getting the attention it deserves. Rocket League. Didn't uh, see nearly enough Rocket League. Covers. Gave Rocket League one of my, my placards for game of the show. Uh, love that game. Can't wait to play it. Um, yeah, so I mean, there was a few of those uh, out there, but actually the biggest miss for me in terms of its appearance on the floor but not in playable form and nothing to see of it was Persona 5, which is why mm. I think that it's not coming out this year. I don't care what they say. So And let's let's bring we, this nugget up too. Yeah. Because this shit driving me crazy as well. We had been saying for a while, like, don't expect it in 2015. Don't expect it in 2015 in North America. And so then some kid had tweeted me, like, hey, what do you think the chances are? And I responded and did, like, the quote tweet. And I'm like, not a chance. Not a chance this comes to North America in 2015. And then that day... Atlas updates their website to say, it is coming in 2015. And they put out a statement of, it is coming in 2015. And everybody's tweeting at me saying I'm wrong. January 1st, 2016, everybody take a fucking photo 
of how many hours you do. Uh, Kodak little, on one of the, the little wind up cameras. cameras. I want yeah. a photo of your screen showing your game time in Persona 5 because it will be zero hours in zero minutes. <laughs> Like, I understand that it's there's a light for in the end of the tunnel here that all of a sudden the website t- says 2015, Atlas says 2015. I'm sure they're aiming for 2015. I'm telling you they won't hit 2015 in North America. Take it to the bank. Boom. I won't, I won't be quite that confident. Anything Guess can happen. Guess fired up. I, th- I, still, I just was surprised. I was surprised by the bold assertion as well considering... They've not shown anything yet. Right. They've showed like a trailer. It looks mm-hmm. great, but I mean, they it's not gone hands on or whatever. And I still think their primary market is not the West. So they don't, you know, I think there's, you know, John Harden, who's our friend over at Atlas, who does all their PR, did reiterate that they think it's going to come out in 2015. But I just, I just don't see it happening. But I hope it's true. But I, again, I, hope I actually, TGS, they come out and they're like, look at this huge thing, release date worldwide. And I'll be like, oh man, humble pie, and I'll eat it up. But I just don't like being told I'm wrong when you don't have a confirmation. Uh-huh. The website saying 2015 is not it being in your hands. Yeah, and remember that a lot of times, you know, for various reasons, and I'm not saying Atlas would do this, but, you know, for a lot of reasons, p- publishers say release dates and then have every intention of can't or delaying it. So mm. that which was exactly what happened with Batman, yep. um, which was obvious as the day is long where they were like, Batman's coming. What, what was the original date? Like November. November. Or and they're like, oh, never mind. We need eight <laughs> more months. <laughs> It's like, like I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure then. you knew you needed those eight months, but <laughs> all right, I believe you. Um, so yeah, that was actually the biggest thing that was missing on the show for me because I expected it to be there. First of all, I expected it to be at Sony's conference, and second of all, I expected yeah. it to um, have a more substantive. If it was coming out this year, they would have had something on the show for. <laughs> mm-hmm. But they're probably wary about. First of all, they, it's probably not localized. Second of all, uh, they're probably wary of spoilers and all those kinds of things. I still am confident that it comes out this year in Japan, but I just don't, you know, it's the same thing with tales and other, another RPG series you identify and focus on your home market first. And then you worry about localizing later. The studio has enough to worry about. They mm-hmm. have been making this game for a very long time. So you have to assume it's almost done. Yeah. But maybe not. I, I, I don't know. You know, all I know is that Catherine came out in 2011 and they released anything since then. And, uh, I'm excited to see more, but yeah. So that was the biggest thing that I was surprised about wasn't there because they had like a placard for it and a you know a nice signage bags, and stuff like that. Yeah, bags, bags and and all that, but nothing for the actual mm-hmm. game. And so that told me that it's it's still far off. But maybe I'm wrong. We'll see. Hashtag Colin is never wrong. Never, ever. Um, there's a ton of Tim games that obviously for probably the right reasons didn't Timmy get Tools enough Adventures. love. But uh, like Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 5, it was weird to me how little that game was talked about in the sense of like, where was it? Again, it was the Jeff Keighley thing. The oh, gameplay yeah. p- world premiere of it was on Jeff Keighley's show that no one saw. Because, well, not no one saw, but everyone was busy watching all these other things. <laughs> Cut to the tube filter article where they're like, the YouTube this stream like of 8 E3 million did views, 8 million views. <laughs> but the people that saw that didn't see whatever else was happening. There's sure. too much happening at once. Exactly. So that game just got drowned out completely. Having said that, from the little I saw, I am worried about that game. But you're Mr. Tony Hawk. I love it. I can't wait for it. It's going to be... I know it's going to be good enough. Yeah. I know that. Good enough. It's not going to be great. Okay. (laughs) But it will be good enough. And that's exciting to me. But man, ooh, it looks rough. Oh, no. But it does look like Tony Hawk. It's just weird to me that they're like... Oh, it's classic. It's Tony Hawk's Pro Skater. And I'm like, why does it have a bunch of the shitty features from Thug 2? Yeah. Mm, guys, mm-hmm. come on. Um, then Yoshi's Woolly World. Yeah. It's almost unfair to bring up because that's that game's been at E3. It feels like forever. And I've seen it so many damn times. But And it's also out in like a month. Yeah, it's in, coming uh, out in June and July in <laughs> AU and UK and then October for yeah, the US. Because we speak man. such a different language. Yeah, I mean, Yoshi, man, he's... A tough guy to really connect to, you know. Uh, but that game looks awesome. 
And I've seen a couple of the reviews go up now, and it's not looking too great. No, really? Well, I mean, it's like sevens. Oh, which, fuck. Th- and that's my problem is Yoshi's World World could have been a nine. You know, it could have been like, it looks cute, but it's actually challenging. It's actually really, like, good. And it's not. So it's going like Kirby Epic It's, it's another it's Yoshi like, game. Hey. And it's like, I love Yoshi, so. It's the year of the Yoshi. It is the year. Of the, it's always the year of the Yoshi. The perpetual year of the Yoshi <laughs> in my life. Um, but that game, every time I play it, I'm like, man, it's good. It's solid. Uh, it's upsetting to know that it's not as great as I gotcha. wish it would be. But the last one would be Transformers. Devastation. Oh, right, yeah. Oh, my God. Platinum that, games. Probably biggest surprise for me. Of E3 besides Final Fantasy 7 HD. Um, I It blew me away because, my God, seeing a screenshot of that game, I'm like, this is made up. This looks like <laughs> this is like a dream I had. And then seeing the gameplay of it, I'm like, this is utterly ridiculous how much this is just a thing I saw in my imagination years ago. And I'm now going to be able to play it. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. Like It's the Transformers games where you just get to play with your action figures and bang them together and make a lot of noises. Yes. Thank you. Platinum Games making it. Will that game be a 10 out of 10? Uh-uh. No chance in hell. Am I going to fucking love it? Oh, yeah. And I, I thought it was weird. Uh, this is uh, talking about things that we thought were underappreciated or whatever. I think E3 overall, the booths were really oddly set up this year. Like, How so? Did you get too much of a chance to walk around the show floor? I walked Not around much. our show floor a fair bit, West Hall. South Hall, I just ran to like, my appointment there. Like, I thought that Sony's booth, Sony, Nintendo, and Microsoft, they always kind of have a similar like layout yeah, yeah, year yeah. to year overall. And they're always good. It's always like well-conduced to seeing all their, their offerings, the smaller indie titles, and the like different demo kiosks. Nintendo is very focused. Here's the five games you're going to play. There's 10 million um, stations for each sure, one. Sure. That's what you're doing. Xbox is a little bit in between where it's like there's the marquee titles, but then there's also the, the littler ones. But then when you went over to the other hall and it's all the different, like, the third-party things, it was a fucking shit show. It usually is over there, though. But it was, like, more so than normal. Like, really? Activision's booth, it was just the Destiny booth. Like, it was just mm. Destiny. Everything else was behind closed doors. And I was like, what? Like, Because usually they have a whole, like... Usually the third-party booths are the cheating way to not have to wait in line to play the games you want right. to play at the first-party booths. Yeah. You just go over there and just kind of, like, there's no line for them, you know? Sure. This year is just like, oh, they're just not here. And, of course, EA has its crazy-ass, like... They take up a giant giant yeah, thing giant where it's like a freaking rave going on half the time. You yeah. don't know what's going on. Um, so I thought all, all that was pretty interesting. But a big thing that I don't think is being talked about enough, granted, not much to talk about, Kingdom Hearts 3. Like, we got a gameplay trailer that showed a fair amount of gameplay. A lot of new stuff. We got the new Tangled World. We saw a new Hercules place. And I'm just like, this looks fucking awesome. I hate that that trailer ended and it said, what? do you, do you remember what it said? It said, like, still in development or something. I'm just like, fuck yeah, you guys. Like, come on. I mean, that game's so far off, man. But it looks so good. And it I'm happy they showed that. Like, it does look great. Because they could have just shown another CG trailer or another, you know, just quick tease. It was, Here's Kingdom Hearts 3 again. It's happening. Goofy <laughs> does some shit. But it's like Sorry, they actually guys, showed. Sorry, guys. I got the date wrong. <laughs> <laughs> but they showed gameplay that I was like, oh, this is why I'm so excited about this game. And it's been interesting that people haven't been talking that much about it. And I think it's because Square's conference happened at a weird time. And it happened the day after they announced Final Fantasy VII, yeah. Square's conference was weird to me. Yeah, it, was unne- it was totally unnecessary, actually. Yeah. I'm surprised that they actually let loose on the Final Fantasy VII thing at Sony's, but play- I'm sure there's a deal, maybe a publishing deal or some some money being exchanged, but 
Yeah, that was weird. Square Square didn't need to have a conference. I mean, that was and that, the way the reason Square wants to be a legitimate Western publisher, Western style publisher, right? Like we have, we're publishing Tomb Raider, you know, like which a lot of people forget. We have Hitman and all that. And I'm like, I respect that. Yeah. But slow your roll a little bit and finish some of the games that you have in the pipeline, so I don't ever ever have to fucking look at them in E3 again. That would be like where I would start. You know, Final Fantasy 15 still not convinced it'll be out by E3 next year. Kingdom Hearts, no chance in hell. You know, so get used to seeing Kingdom Hearts for the next two or three years at E3, and get mm-hmm. used to seeing Final Fantasy VII remake in perpetuity. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, honestly, I would be shocked if we saw that game again, even at next E3. You know, and they already said that they're they're showing they're gonna, more will be revealed in the winter or something. Oh, it was a super they might weird. show something at TGS or something. They made it sound like at TGS they're gonna show something. That's not the winter, but yeah. But they said there was some really weird phrase they said I was like, what the fuck <laughs> yeah they, they <laughs> so implied they that we're gonna, gonna get, get more info soon but i would not be surprised if we didn't even hear another update on that game for maybe even past next e3 yeah they need to go dark for a little while and that's that's the thing that's frustrating to me about so square's japanese stuff is that you know when i saw that they were patching final fantasy 15's demo yeah. i'm like why are you patching it make the game. That's where they make already. The, they fix things Please. there that they can apply to the game, Colin. So they can see show that they're listening to your feedback. They are, the well, I loved that when they were like, they remember we we did it on Colin and Greg, I think, where it yeah. was like, here's the all the feedback, yeah, yeah. and one of them, of course, was the awful voice acting. But the it's unbearable. That voice, the blonde guy's voice acting. I'll never get over how bad that was. If I never have to hear, I I I suspect he will not be in the final game. <laughs> um, but. I appreciate that they did that, and they're like, "Here's what you guys said, and here the, is here's the advice we're taking in as we continue to build the game." That's great. Good team working on it. Very talented team working on this game, as they have been for a very long time. Uh, but I didn't expect them to update the demo. Take the, pretend the demo doesn't exist, and just walk away from it, and go back and work on the game using the advice you got from the demo. You know, and I'm sure they're doing that as well. But to me, it's just like, Jesus, God Almighty, just stop already. Stop teasing it. Yeah. And I feel like they're updating the demo because they're like, the game's still 18 months off or something like that. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. 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 It's like, I'm, uh, holiday, I'm, I'm shooting holiday 2016 at this point is what they probably hope. Mm-hmm. You know? Um so that it's just, they're just, Square's just weird. There's yeah. a weird company. I don't, I'm also I don't, shocked I don't know. that they didn't release the Kingdom Hearts collection on ps4 didn't they announce it on ps4 no they they never announced that no. not at the e3 i'm saying they announced they no kingdom hearts they did the 1.5 hd remix and 2.5 i know on ps3 on ps3 still nothing on ps4 and it just makes too they much never sense said anything. to be like here's all that. of it in ps4 maybe playstation now though playstation now though with the power of the even... cloud mm. uh every game is available on vita um <laughs> <laughs> if I hear that one more time, I'm gonna kill myself. Um, yeah, they're just a weird. They just weird. They have to go dark for a little while. They have exciting games in the pipeline, especially from their Japanese studios. And it's cool that they're like starting to work with other studios too, like CyberConnect. I didn't even know Square had a relationship with them, so um, that's cool that mm-hmm. their internal teams who ha- probably have no interest. And in, here's the thing about Final Fantasy VII that I never really thought th- that I never really thought too deeply about is uh, over the over time they certainly knew that everyone wanted a remake of this. And my ima- it, it reminded me of when. Romney, or no, when McCain ran for president and he ended up with Palin as the running mate. And you know that he asked like 10 other people. <laughs> but, they, but they all said no. And so you have to imagine, I mean, I'm, no disrespect to CyberConnect because they're totally a fine studio, but you have to assume that's not where they started. Yeah. And everyone and everyone they went to was like, 
you know, it's probably a lot of money. It's probably it's probably great work to have, and you're going to have three or four year relationship with Square, and they're going to pay your bills, and that's great. But it's it, the pressure to remake that game is probably absurd. Yeah, and it I, doesn't and, even make sense. And so, like CyberConnect getting it is fine, but I'm like, I don't know. Like, yeah, uh, yeah. When, I, when I heard that that was the rumored studio, I'm not even sure if they've ever confirmed that or not. Um, when I heard that they weren't doing it internally, I was like, well, that's trouble. It's not necessarily trouble. I was just hoping for like level five or something like that. But if we're not going to go in that direction, then best of luck to you because people are going to be scrutinizing the shit out of that game. You know, that, sure. and, that, and that's why I think so. So it reminded me of Palin where I'm like, she was like the 10th choice, clearly. And they didn't and even like, get her. Oh, and they got to that right. point. And they're like, whatever, we'll just take whatever we can get. I just wish I was there for that year, 18 month conversation where they're like, please make this game so we can just tell everyone to shut the fuck up. Yeah. You know, and yeah, yeah. and and uh, they finally found their match. But I don't think they started with CyberConnect. You know, I yeah. think they started higher on the food chain and and went from there, but maybe not. And I would have loved to see, an, a, a, frankly, I would have been excited to see a Western studio attached to that game. I thought that would have been really bold. But mm, and would've. and when they showed the trailer, I'm like, the the way the verbiage and stuff like that on the words was very Japanese scenario, for instance, which is a way to say you wrote the story um, in Japanese gaming. But I was hoping that it was going to be like a Western studio that did it, just to just to do a little bit of a different spin. But you can tell that that was a Japanese game. Capcom yeah. Vancouver. No, hopefully they're working on Mega Man. That would be nice. Damn, Patilla with the scurry. <laughs> he's, he's he's got that run on. He's doing something. All right, so Greg, yeah, you get to play a little game called No Man's Sky. I did get to play No Man's Sky. I got questions for you. Lay them on me. What do you the want? hell is that game? It's fucking awesome. Now, we locked, we talk, if you remember the, yeah, the, it's, it's funny well, you said that because you were you were a little disenchanted with it. Yeah, the the PlayStation post show after we came when we sat down and did the what did we call it the Gamescast mm-hmm. post show for Sony. Uh, yeah, I came out and we got to that point and I said I'm sick of seeing this demo. What the fuck is this game? I'm sick of seeing we're gonna climb into the spaceship. Uh, we're flying around. We went to this planet. Now we're down here. Now we're doing this. All right, demo over. And you're like, what the fuck is happening? What am I doing here? What's the moment to moment gameplay? And so yeah, on Thursday. Thursday after E3, I got to go there, and that would have if we had seen that in the regular week, that for sure would have gotten one of my faces, and I would have made an argument for game. Really? Show. Yeah, for sure. Damn, it's that good, dude. I mean, it's. I mean, if we want to start in a very try to get into a sentence, it's Minecraft in space, which is you know awesome. It's open world Minecraft in space. You know what I mean? The whole galaxy, everything else. This the point of the game is that you're trying. The everyone's trying to get to the center of the universe. There's something there. We don't know what or whatever. Um, and the way you're doing that is everybody starts with a small ship, and then you go and you harvest resources to be- make your ship better, to make your suit better, to make better guns. And then you're, you know, using that hyperdrive lets you get closer to the center. You start jumping out, you know, because he did the thing, right, where you pull out and you see all, he's like, all of these are suns that have planets rotating and da-da-da-da-da. Like, you do all that, and so it becomes this game of how do you want to play and what do you want to be in this world and you can be the explorer you can you know be going trying constantly to get closer to that you can be the trader you can be the fighter you can be the guy who's running freight you can be the guy who's just gaming the system and going from going to part you know galaxy a yeah this is this because they were talking about they have testers who are playing it right who aren't even landing on planets what they're doing is going to different galaxies going to the trading shops that are like on the space stations right Buying element A at a really cheap rate because this galaxy sells it cheap. Then going to another galaxy, buying Shut element up. B because it's super cheap there. Then going to galaxy C where they combine them and then sell this thing at an inflated rate. I and love just that. making money hand over fist doing that. And that's all they're doing. And so that's the thing. And like Colin said it when we were talking about it. And like what I got out of it, right, is that it feels a lot like EVE Online in a way, right? Where 
there is an economy growing here and there's all these different people. And, you know, they were talking about it like, you know, all right, this is, you know, you can jump in there and you can get this resource and you can come out and this planet's rich in this resource. You can go down there, you can spend all your time harvesting, getting what you want and then fly out. But there could be a pirate just waiting out there who isn't ever in the mood to go harvest and will shoot you down or try to shoot you, take your stuff and get get it back. And would the pirate be a person? This is the question. Yar. Yar. I don't understand how multiplayer works in this game. And it was one of those things I didn't ask in the demo just because I was caught up in everything else but talking about it. And I'm like, oh, I'll look at previews after the fact and go, look, I Googled around before this game's cast, and there's not even a definitive answer. And it, what they were saying in 2014 is that there is traditional multiplayer in it, but it might not, it won't be ready for launch. But that was in 2014. Huh. 2015, Kevin, correct me if I'm wrong, the way they were talking in this demo made it sound like it's going to be a real thing. You have somebody there playing. He's shaking his head, yeah. And so that's what I'm unsure about. Because like it's it, there's definitely multiplayer in the sense of that asynchronous thing of I get to a planet and I'm the first person there and I scan it and I because this is the explorer track right where maybe I don't want to even give a shit about the center of the galaxy I just want to explore planets and have a good time get resources build a better craft build a better suit build a better mm-hmm. gun and then I'm just exploring different planets I land there from the first person there I scan it it'll say you found this animal on top of the you know whatever creature you found this planet go to one of the upload link posts go there upload that to the world then I get to name the planet I get to name the animal I get to do all these different things you know what I mean so then filter into your world so if you ever get to that planet it's there but they had talked like he had said something a lot to the effect of like you could have not a gang but you could have like a roving band of guys which makes it sound like okay so there is real time multiplayer right there yeah but unclear and i haven't been able to figure something out online that's a I, failure on my part. i did I a brief like scanning of a couple articles and i saw people make reference to that this is not an mmo even though people think that it is mm-hmm. it's more of a single player game with Asynchronous options, yeah, yeah. I, it's this weird thing, and that's the and it, it's, you know, like I said, I was down on down on it just because I was sick of seeing the same demo. Or, All right, I get the game's beautiful. I get there's a lot to do. What does that mean? You mm-hmm. know what I mean? And it wasn't until we were on the planet, shooting things, collecting them, going in and seeing like the the their their periodic table filled out of what they've discovered and what they have and how this works into that. I was like, oh, okay, you know what I mean, like that. And I assume that's how this multiplayer is going to be too. How it's got to click where I have to see what's happening to figure out what's going on. So was there combat? Yeah, there's and combat. You're fighting other people. Well, AI. in the demo, yes, I'm fighting an AI. Yeah, um, what it was is you know you land on the planet. There's going to be peaceful animals, and sometimes there's going to be hostile animals, and you shoot them and whatever. Even if it's peaceful, you can shoot a whole bunch of stuff. But every planet has like space cops on it. Like there's space cop outposts. Oh, space cops that are like man. robot probes or whatever, right? So they they you have like a GTA wanted level, right, where it starts ticking up of like. Hey, you're really fucking up this planet. Why are you killing all the... And they'll come out and you kill them, and then it goes up more, and then you try to get out, but in that galaxy, now you have a wanted level. Really? And so there's space stations out there with these orbs that are coming out. Or not orbs, you know... Uh, Wait, in that system probes. you mean, right? What do I say? In the galaxy, because there's only one galaxy in the game, right? No, it's... Well, I mean, how do you... No, no I get... Yeah, I guess the system is what you're saying, right? But I... What, what do you... Kevin, they didn't... I just want to make sure I'm understanding the terminology. Well, I mean, you know, I'm not Mr. Space, so I... Well, I'm, you're trying to get to the center of the galaxy. That's the part right. of the game, so, right? Yeah, so, then, yeah, yeah. So then okay. the systems would be all the different planets, system clusters around the sun. Because I was wondering if there were multiple galaxies, then it was like the game is unfathomably big. But it's still I mean, unfathomably big. I mean, infinite suns yeah. or whatever, so yeah, it still is unfathomable. That's the whole problem. But yeah, if you jump to another system around another star, then yeah, you're fine. And the, you the, you drop and you have a new wanted level there or whatever. But there, yeah, there's other... There's dogfighting. There's other ships to shoot down. There's people to run from. There's all this stuff. So do you have a health bar? Yes. What happens if you die? You if you you go back to the last time you save slash uploaded your mm. stuff. 
So like if I land on a planet, I discover a creature, but I kill a whole bunch of stuff and get shot to death, then I'm going to respawn at the space station out there having not discovered that stuff because I didn't upload it before I die. And I'd lose all the resources from the last upload slash sync point or whatever you want to call it. You go ahead. Uh, I was just, does it seem like there is an actual game campaign? Is there a campaign mode? He's nodding his head yes. I think there's a campaign as much Minecraft as a campaign. I okay. mean, there's a more drawn-out goal of something's in the center of the galaxy. Everybody's being drawn towards the center of the galaxy. But they were saying, like, when they launch it, they're going to go very Minecraftian. We're, like, on version one. Like, when Minecraft originally came out, you remember, there were, were no wikis. There were no in-game guides to how... What do these two things do? They want, they want this to be... A, a game for explorers they want you to get out there get into this world and you and i have a real conversation whether it be through the internet in or in person of mm-hmm. i had element whatever and element whatever and i put them together and made element two ever you know what i mean like they yeah. want it to be like there's this movement behind it that you're finding stuff and then later on they want to start rolling out updates like that and get, make it a bit more clear but they want it to be the wild west when the game first comes out which is cool hmm. and that's the whole thing too you know they're asking about people ask them all the time about this or that and like you know they were talking about like a uh, uh vehicles for on you know like there's no like moon rover or whatever and he's like yeah there is no rover right now but that's something you know we'd love to add later on down the line like they see this evolving like minecraft when they talk about it now I'm throwing Minecraft around a lot. In the demo, they did not throw Minecraft around a lot, for the record. Let me ask you this. Let's play detective a little bit because sure. we're trying to figure out well, like the readiness of this game. Yeah. This game is it's impossible to make a vertical slice for this game. So that's that's one that's one clue that they kind of glossed over at the conference, but didn't really like. He was like, "We're playing the game organically. We're gonna find." Yeah, he's like, system. "Hey, I'm gonna jump to here. I don't know what I'm gonna find." So you've played a lot of games. You and I have done a lot of demos and know a lot about the games industry. How what is the level of polish on the game right now? What, what, in other words, what are the load times telling you? What is the interface telling you? What's the polish telling you? Sure, 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 sure. All about word. about the game. What what was locked off? If anything, these should indicate when this game is going to come out. Yes, all of the things you just listed were giving me a thumbs up. Load times weren't uh, atrocious. There, I mean, there there was one where he's like, "What did he say?" This is it, we were loading, and he's like, "This is taking twenty five seconds right now. When it ships, it's going to take seven. Like that's how it's going to be." I think it was the hyperdrive yeah. jump or whatever. Um. That looked great. I didn't jump. I didn't have like we were there passing the control around, so there wasn't a lot of menu stuff. Interface wise, though, it looks locked. Like it's one of those things. Like it felt like this. What I was playing could be released, and I would pay money for it and be happy with it. You know what I mean? To run around, like is like the thing we were doing right, and we've talked about on the other show. I know is like there's real. It's like Red Faction. There's real. You know, you're damaging the terrain. You're shaping the planets. Like, I jumped into a basically a giant crater hole, right? And it's like, well, how do I get out of here? And granted, I had a jetpack, so I could just go up and fly out, but I also then just took my gun's secondary function, which he had upgraded, obviously, to a crazy thing, where I'm just shooting out bombs, and they're just taking out huge chunks of ground. So I just made, you know, a tunnel up by aiming a little bit. Not tunnel up, you know what I mean? Like a, a slope up or whatever. And, like, all that was running great. No falling through the world, you know what I mean? Like, textures are there. It looks great. Like, I think... I've, at the very least, I feel like we're getting really close to a giant beta. I'm like, hey, everybody, let's try this game out. You know what I mean? I wonder if that's the announcement. I wouldn't be surprised if that was their thing, where they're like, hey, everybody, hmm. November, I never October, even cons- I never even November, that. No Man's Sky, open beta, or PlayStation Plus beta, or whatever, leading up to our 2016 release. Hmm. And they run with that for a while. Yeah, I wonder if that's, that's, that's an interesting point. I wonder if that's... I never thought of that. Yeah, you, yeah you, you're right. Yeah. You're right. That game demands a beta, doesn't it? Yeah, I was, so any word on, because this is still a confusing thing to me, and I'll look at it again. Actually, can you go on, on go to No Man's Sky's wiki, like just its Wikipedia page? Sure. 
Because one of the questions I have for you about this as well is to clear up some confusion that I have personally about the way the game's talked about. Is this game coming to other consoles? Do we know anything about that? Sony's treating it like it's a first-party game. Right. And they've said that in the past as well, that they're they're treating it as if it's their own game. Are they publishing it? Like, who's paying for this fucking game? And is, and is Hello... And I'm asking you quite like interrogating you, but you, you had time with the game. Yeah. Is Hello Games still a very small studio? Because they were, they were like, no more than... 12, 15 people, I think, yeah. at the most when they're making Joe Danger. So they're still small. So, like, how are they making a game like that? Like, there, there's so many questions. I don't understand how they're making this game. So, wait, hold on. It says, it says the game will be released simultaneously for PlayStation 4 and Windows. Yeah, so platforms is, is only marked as Microsoft and PlayStation 4 on the Wikipedia right. page. Um, I just still feel, and I, I know, like, I don't want to treat it like it's real exclusive because it's on PC. It's not really, but unless you play it, you know, a lot of Xbox games are on PC. I think that's a reasonable way to treat it exclusive. There's something tells me Sony's like all in on this game, and they just haven't said anything yet. Mm-hmm. You know, but I don't. They've just spent so much time on it. Yeah, you know? yeah. Um, but I'm wondering if the beta is sooner. I wonder if the beta is like in August, and I wonder if the game comes out this fall. You know, <sighs> that would be crazy. That would be super nuts. And it's state of readiness that you were talking about. I mean, it just seems to be optimized for a controlled right? thing. Yeah, I mean, of jumping around. You know, I mean, it's still procedural generator right and he was talking about like you know you're we're asking what if you warp into a system and warp into a like destroyer or whatever and he's like that shouldn't happen but it did just happen during one of our other demos where a star destroyer came in and crushed me and it's like that's not how it's (laughs) supposed to happen but it can happen that way so all right two more other questions for you sure i'm I'm on the verge article who it's funny because they i came to you guys and i tweeted actually as soon as we finished like i finally played it and i'm an i'm now a believer and they had that was a headline in the story which always made me laugh um what is the cost and is it a retail game? Ooh, good question. I don't think it's a. I don't think it's a retail game. I think it's twenty bucks. Twenty bucks? Yeah. Really? I do. Yeah. Yeah. They don't have any. See, it's, I, can wow. you can you go? We back? all fucked up at once and didn't ask about multiplayer. Can you go back to Hello Games, uh, or can you go back to the Wikipedia page and look at Hello Games's staff size? Sure. None of this makes any sense. Mm-hmm. You know, like mm-hmm. from like for like that's what I'm so confused about. Like, it sounds like a game you could put on a disc and get sixty bucks for. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's got the cachet to it is the problem. I I think Sony and Hello Games has to look at it and be like, it's it, we're trying to do Minecraft again. I'm, and again, I'm the only one throwing around Minecraft like that. They didn't. Yeah, they have 10 employees. I don't understand how they must have a million contractors for this game. I can't imagine. I have so many questions about this game. It's, that's why I'm so impressed about it. At, at one point, I'm like, I don't really care about it. Or I didn't. A lot of people sure. were crazy about it. Remember, we were so like, Jenner was like, oh, No Man's Sky, Mike. I don't even really know what it is. Now that I have an idea of what it is and, and how it plays and, and the way it sounds, sounds like right up my alley. So I hope. No, I mean, like, it's totally, I mean, for, it's space the game. You know what I mean? Like, let's go explore space. Let's just hang out. And that's what I was, I was saying to you guys, I pointed Kevin and the Hello Games guys of like, it totally seems like the perfect game to wind down with mm-hmm. every night. Sit down and maybe only play for an hour, maybe only play for 30 minutes, and you're just going to go chill and find a new planet and harvest whatever resource you know is in this galaxy that you – or whatever, this uh, system that you need. It sounds interesting. It's definitely such a unique game to the point where I'm like, what the hell is this? Yeah. And then once – now I think we're finally past that point of not knowing. Like it's no longer just the demo. Now that you've seen this and now that we know that they're – what the game is, I think people need to stop asking – what is it? 
Yeah, and, you know what I mean. Getting so hung up, I understand like, that frustration. Really, I know, me game. too, and that's the whole thing. Is like, I it definitely strikes me as a game that you need to play. Because mm. once I sat down and played, and like the best part too, we were, we were with our friend Sean in Sean Norton, and we were running around playing in this world or whatever, right? And he was like it, coming up on animals, like, and he shot at it, and we're like, "What are you doing?" He's like, "I just, it's, I was trying to see if I could get my gun up, and it's because your gun doesn't default to being up. Your mm. gun defaults to being down." You are there to explore, research, catalog this planet, right? Because you're building out your little encyclopedia of everything you've come into contact oh, with. That's so good. Exactly. And it's like, <laughs> it's the, the, the journey here isn't to shoot and blow the fuck out of everything, right? It's yeah. to fucking hang out, run around, fly find some around. dinosaurs. Make space ship dinosaurs. Out. Yeah, find some cool-ass space dinosaurs. Did you dinosaurs. find any space dinosaurs? No, I, well, I didn't, not like dinosaur dinosaurs. I found, a, I found a giant creature that looked like an armadillo. Like he oh, was I cool. Love armadillo. Killed a whole bunch of them. Got chased mm. off by the space cops. See, but then I, I liked this. I killed Neverdillo, got chased by the space cops. Got my little ship, took off, me. you know what I mean? Like, flew mm-hmm. off into space. Cool. Yeah, it's cool. It's really, really, really cool. And you said that your ship is dynamic, right? So you can make, you can technically make a Death Star. That's the, the well, they, they they were dancing around how big, because we were, of course, we, they, you know, they're nice British chaps, and we were a whole bunch of Americans, and we're like, and he's like, yeah, you know, you can blow chunks out of the planet and stuff, we're like, can we build a nuke? And he's like, what? Like, we escalated, like, how big we can, like, how big can we do this? And can we nuke the planet? Like, oh, and then Sean's like, what about a Death Star? And he's like, all right, guys, slow down a second. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not sure what the limits are going to be and how far you can, you can build stuff Can you imagine that out. guy that just makes the fucking Death Star? Just fucking coming through You systems, come into a system and just yeah. blowing up everyone's planet. <laughs> like renaming everything. Oh my god! Yeah, I love that. All right, guys. Final topic of the day. Again, sponsored by Tops. The trading cards? Yes, trading cards. Interesting. I used to so, collect Tops. Star too. Wars Card Trader is the official Star Wars digital trading card app available now exclusively on the App Store and Google Play. Open, trade, and collect cards entirely online. No cardboard, foil, or gum in sight. Collect from thirty years of officially licensed Star Wars trading cards from the vintage era through to today with new cards being released every day. Get the first cards from Star Wars The Force Awakens. The recently announced new characters are, are available in the vintage, vintage-inspired vintage Star Wars 77 designs. Star Wars Card Trader is currently the only place to get Star Wars The Force Awakens merchandise. That's interesting. I'm really excited that, like, leaked images of merch are starting to come out online. Yeah, it's cool. Ooh. It's exciting. We're getting close. Yeah, we're getting real close. What is it, like, six months out? Five yeah. months out? Almost five. Yeah. Sweet wow, Jesus. that's crazy. Yeah, it's happening, guys. Um... They have fan favorites like Darth Maul, Yoda, Chewbacca, Grand Moff Tarkin, Tarkin, and deep cuts like the Rancor Keeper, Squidhead, Ayla Sakura. Do you know who that is? No. no Squidhead is Reese, right? I don't know. It just says yeah. Squidhead. And? Jocasta New. And? Max Rebo. And? Max Rebo. Nice. That's my dude. Watto! Does it, it does it, Watto? Well, it doesn't I say. Mean... I don't know if Watto's there. We can't confirm nor deny, but I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hope, Greg. I knew it was going to be a family. They don't even give me a trading card now. <laughs> <laughs> so head on over to topstock.com slash kind of funny. Tops has two Ps. So T-O-P-P-S dot com slash kind of funny. these cards. And start collecting today. Tops.com slash Thanks, Tops. Yeah. You guys are cool. I want to check those out. I want to see if there is a Watto. On the... Someone tweet at me. Let me know if there's a Watto. So. Do you want him like in his original form or now that he's a horse? <laughs> I don't know if that's canon, Greg. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so. We're going to lead off with a question from Jack Lundquist. Kadow3 on Twitter. Now, as always, if you have questions for us to answer, go to the forums. Kindoffunny.com slash forums. There's a Gamescast topic. You can leave your things or tweet at me at Tim Gettys and we'll do some stuff. Leave your things. Leave all of your things. Uh, okay. 
He want, he says, talk about why Fallout 4 didn't get mentioned at all for Game of the Show. Now, a lot of people were tweeting me about this because I left it a little nebulous. At yeah, the you're end like, of we'll our, discuss this next we'll time. We'll discuss this next time. Gentlemen, go. We don't like Fallout 4. Over. We don't like Bethesda. Mm-hmm. We hate Todd. No, we love we love Fallout. We love the, the thing about it, and I, I hinted at this with my Metal Gear thing, is that E3 is about surprises and what happened at the show. And Fallout 4's trailer came out a week before E3. We knew it was coming. It was telegraphed. We were told it was going to happen. And so then when we got there and we watched the trailer, it was more Fallout. Which is all we wanted, right? Like, it was a better-looking Fallout with new mechanics of Fallout, and it was Fallout. And so, like, when we get to... And I, it's hypocritical, I guess. I gave an award to Uncharted, and I was like, Uncharted's demo blew me away. Fallout's demo blew me away. I guess that's the thing. We're talking about being blown away in two different contexts. Fallout blew me away in the fact of, oh, they added this system. Oh, my God, I'm going to do this. Oh, my God, so many hours. Oh, we get to talk. The voices, that's rad, that's rad, that's rad. Uncharted blew me away in the fact of, like, look at the graphics. Look at my heart's racing watching. Like, it was like, it was a full-on, here's 20 minutes, 30 minutes of the game. This is straight gameplay. This is what it looks like. Whereas Fallout jumped all around and showed us different slices of it, which is great and awesome. But Uncharted showed me something that was this. Horizon, you know, kills on her or kills on horizon. Kills on horizon. Jesus Christ. Basically. Gorilla's horizon, you know, showed us a giant chunk of the game, and this is how it's going to play, and this is it moment to moment. I guess it's a shitty answer, but I mean we're not journalists or whatever. Or critics or critics, I guess. But you know, it was excitement. I was excited about these games. Fallout, like I went and got my Pit Boy edition as soon as I could. You know what I mean? Like, I'm excited for Fallout, but I feel like I know what I'm getting with Fallout. It's like Batman. I was excited for Batman. I was ready for Batman, but I know what I'm getting with Batman. You know what I mean? Does that make sense? Am I no, putting this sense. in a good way? That's yeah. the way I feel and I feel about it, too. I mean, I, I'm, I'm fucking jazzed about Fallout 4, but we had known. You know? it was, first of all, it was obvious it was going to be shown. We've been talking about it since yeah. January. I know. Like, we've been talking about it for a very long time, and it's exciting. I'm very excited about it. I was just, I mean, honestly, I'm way more excited about Horizon, honestly, than I have Fallout, because I just feel like it's something new and different and exciting from this studio. Um, so that's why I chose it. Um, yeah, I understand why that's confusing. It doesn't mean I'm, I'm, I'm fucking super jazzed about Fallout 4. You know, I'm going to play the shit out of that game. We all are. So, um, yeah, that explains it. I'm, I'm more excited about Horizon. I think it's it looks new and it's different. It's a new idea. No offense to Bethesda. That's, Fallout 4 is certainly not a new idea. Um, it's more of an idea we love. Yeah. And uh, I think that uh, Horizon is a new idea from a studio that no, we didn't think was going to do something like this, even though it was long rumored. Um, and here it is. Yeah. You know, and I'm super excited. Horizon looks fucking rad. Yeah. 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 I mean, E3 definitely is about the surprises and those moments where you're like, oh crap, or like you are proven wrong, or like all these different things. And I think for me, I, I gave it to Mario Maker, Horizon, and uh, Cuphead. Cuphead, I knew nothing about that game. I saw this and I'm like, I fell in love with it. I can't, I've watched that trailer maybe 10 times since E3 just because I'm like, whoa, this looks amazing. Mario Maker, we've known about it for years at this point and I've always been like, it's going to be cool. It's going to be fine. But in seeing what they did at the Nintendo world championships, I'm like, man, this game is going to be awesome. And they turned something that was like, Oh yeah, it'll be fine too. I need this game now. Yeah. You know? So that's why I got that for me. And then horizon was the game that came out. That was like, this looks great. And we didn't even know about it. Yeah. Fallout. It's like, again, I'm not a fallout guy, so I wouldn't have personally given it, but at the same time, it's like, yeah, their presence at the Bethesda conference and, you know, the Microsoft conference too. It's like, Everyone in the room shut the fuck up for that. That yeah. was what they were there for. But it wasn't a surprise, and it wasn't... It, there was nothing about it that people were like, I can't believe they did that. Right. It was all, this is exactly what I want. Fallout 4 is similar to me, is in the similar boat with me as Metal Gear Solid, where Metal Gear Solid I already know is on my shortlist for Game of the Year, and I imagine Fallout 4 will be as well. And I imagine Fallout 4 is going to win. So it's like, 
they're not the underdog. You know what I mean? Uncharted, I was, I was like, yeah, okay, more Uncharted. I'm, I like more Uncharted. I left that demo and be like, that was awesome. That was unexpected. You know what I mean? Well, that's like, like the Mario Maker thing. Where yeah. It's like you went into it knowing it's going to be good, yeah. but came out of it like, fuck, that was great. It's that it's it's a shitty thing, I guess. But once you you know once you're on top, you have to figure out how to keep outdoing yourself. Mm-hmm. And Fallout's outdoing itself, but not in the way of like. <gasps> That's totally not what I expected. I was like, oh, so that's what I expected it to look like, and I can't fucking wait to spend 100 hours with it. Mm-hmm. Make bad decisions, fight ghouls. Oh, my favorite decisions. Wear my pit boy every time I stream it. Oh, Lord. All right. Luke Williams at Leroy3707 wants to know what you guys think about Batman. Oh. I have no opinion on it right now. I haven't played it yet. I've been playing. I'm four and a half hours into Batman Arkham Knight right now, and this will be spoiler free. Um, I streamed the first four hours last night, and when I shut it off and was closing down, the things that stood out for me were beautiful. I'm playing on PlayStation 4, so I don't have any of these PC problems. Beautiful. Sorry, I'm in the PlayStation 4 Master Race. You might have heard of it. Beautiful. 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 Ryan Clements. Uh, or his grandfather, actually. Uh, beautiful game. Uh, stories. What did I say today? Uh, it's awesome. It's a great story, but I said something today that you gave me Fascinating. Fascinating. It's a fascinating story. Like, wait till you play it, because, like, it's this is what I'm talking about, too. It's like... What I think Ar- Arkham Origins did so well. I'm just like, here's the real story. And you're like, oh, fuck. And like that was the thing of like, I got to play this. I got to know everything that's happening. And I was doing the stream, and it was like, I wanted to know more. So here's where we get into a negative, where I just played the story. And I'm just going through the story, running through the story. And I'm, I'm not doing the side missions that are popping up. Because I'm like, number one, I'll get to them later when I feel like it. And number two, I'm going to do New Game Plus with it. And I'll max them all out there because the co- you know they, they're saying that I think it carries over. And even if it doesn't, I'll just do it then. But I'm running through the story. And I know when we read the GameSpot review, that was the 7 compared to all the 9s and 10s it was getting right. One of the negatives they put were the forced Batmobile segments. I was like, what a weird thing to do. And then last night, running through the story, ignoring everything else, I was like, oh, yeah, I don't, I don't want to do these forced Batmobile segments. You know what I mean? Because, like, last night I'm playing and I'm doing the story and you're in the Batmobile and you have to engage all these different tank vehicles that keep coming up to you and you have to do it at a number of different points as you're running and it, it felt like it was just like okay okay i'm, I'm getting into being back oh, i'm in the car again and i'm not only am i in the car i'm playing world of tanks mm. and it's like i don't want to do this like this isn't batman sliding because you're sliding and strafing and blowing up these things and they're trying to shoot you but it's like there's it's not even that fast of a it's not fast-paced action it's not from the fast-paced action genre mm. so you're skating around blowing them all up and it's like all right whatever but it's like i just want to be Batman. It's about being Batman and putting the me in the car, being the Batman. doesn't work for me. And I was like, I'll have to figure out if that balances out later on. Today when I woke up and played for like another 45 minutes or whatever, I just did side quests. And those were the missions that, number one, made me feel like Batman. I'm, I'm doing the combat we all know and love. I'm sneaking up on guys. I'm like, oh, great. Number two, it was Let's use the Batmobile to get around the city. Let's get to from point A to point B. That feels awesome. Driving the Batmobile just as a Batmobile feels great. And then there's these missions where you have to take out like uh, armored cars in the city. And those kind of were springing up today as I went. So I'm like going to somewhere else. And it's like, oh, no, it's Batman. I'm like, oh, fuck you. And I'm like driving these guys off the road. And I'm sl- <laughs> slamming them. That Batmobile combat was real fun. And then when I went and did some of the side missions that had me do the tank thing, I wasn't as like, oh, this fucking shit again. Because it's like I knew what I was getting into. The mm-hmm. pacing felt better. It's, you know, it's a sandwich there and not just a piece of meat, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Like, you know what I mean? Like, there's more adding to it and it was, it was takeaway. So I have to go through. Tonight, I'm going to do more story, obviously. Hopefully, if I start burning out, then I'll start going to side missions and doing that stuff. At Thinkysaurus. 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 Daniel Thompson. He wants to know what your thoughts are on the new South Park. 
which Very I think is one exciting. of the biggest surprises. That of was a huge. Surprise. That was a huge surprise. Yeah, another game that gets or another announcement that's getting overlooked because yes. there's so much other stuff. But yeah, you want to talk about a game I never thought we'd get. You know, Matt and Trey were so down on that game when I interviewed them at Comic Con to host that panel with them that I was like, Eesh, probably never going to see this again. And then for them to come out and like we're doing it again, it's superhero themed. I was like, oh my god, I cannot wait for this game. However, it's then weird that it's not with Obsidian. It's with Ubisoft San Francisco. It's like, okay, like these. how far out is this game going to be? And what's happening with any of this? Yeah, it's got to be a ways out. I, I think the infrastructure's there. The engine's there. It'll run better on PS4 and Xbox One, which is certainly where this game's going to live. And I think with all of that done, since the that's what we were saying, is like the, South Park's not going to be about visual fidelity. They achieved the visual fidelity of the cartoon. That's as good as it's going to get. So they don't have to worry about that anymore. Now they can just make the story and the new assets that they need to make. I'm fucking jazzed, man. Yeah, dude. Like I I thought Stick of Truth was first of all one of the most surprising games I'd played in years. And um that game was in development hell forever. It switched publishers as everyone remembers. Yeah. It was in trouble. That game was in a lot of trouble. And they got it out and it was fucking awesome. And yeah. if it wasn't for a couple other games like Child of Light and a couple that was like the best game that year. Shovel Knight. I, that would certain probably I think my third favorite game. Probably my third favorite game of the year. And I'm not even a South Park fan. I haven't watched South Park regularly since 2000 or 2001. Yeah. I hadn't laughed that hard at a game ever. I was, like, hysterical the entire time. I was, I was like, this is brilliant. This is brilliant. I forgot that I love these characters. South Park has not run its course. Yeah. Um, I was wrong about that. I didn't think it did even when I was a kid. I was just like, I don't really want to watch this anymore. Um, I don't know. I, I was I was hugely surprised by it, too. Money talks, I'm sure. And yeah, um, you, once Ubisoft saw the fi- figures they were doing, and you have to still imagine they're trying to put the original out on. Yeah, it would, it would make sense, make it run better and stuff like that. But man, what? Yeah, I would, I would venture to say I have I platinum the stick of, tr- uh, stick of truth, and um, I would venture to say I would do it again if it was on PS4. Mm, wow, because uh, it's not a hard platinum. The game's like ten hours long, and it's like super fucking fun. So if they do another game like that, a weekend game, basically. Yeah, I'm in. I'm totally in. It was in a like huge. I was a, I was a. That was a genuine. I would have never in a million years guessed surprise based on the way they talked about the original. And not that they thought the original was bad. They just didn't have fun they making just didn't it. Want to do it. Yeah. <clears throat> the Ghost Six wants to know: Do you think Sony will hurt due to the lack of exclusives in 2015, or the marketing for Battlefront, and or do you think the ma- marketing for Battlefront and Call of Duty will make up for it? So we talked about it. Yeah, right? we talked about this earlier. I, I don't, I don't know how Greg feels about it, but I, I, I think this the the deal with Call of Duty, for instance, like the Activision deals, are too little, too late. I don't think it matters. I think that's actually a waste of Sony's money. Um, mostly because I think that Xbox has already engendered that community and that community exists. And if anything, that community is plateauing and is going to start truncating soon. So, um, and I'm interested to see how that all shakes out again, as a, as a pundit of the industry, as a, stu- as a studious person of the industry, I want to see how it plays out. And I hope that they have no exclusives because I just want to see how it plays out. The, th- the destiny thing did not work out like as well as people thought it, yeah. would, it did for them. But it so. did do that thing where it, I think a lot of people associate it with them. You know what I mean? Mm. I think I do think they have mind share on that game that that's a PlayStation thing because the exclusives they. Well, have. I mean, it's it's crazy. To look at someone like Alfredo, who is an Xbox guy. He's an Xbox, and he still is when it comes to Destiny. Like he plays his Xbox version is his main one, but he has a PS4 character that yeah. he cares about, and like that's crazy to me. Is that like that game did do something to right. hardcore Xbox people? I think Xbox is going to close the gap. I think I'm not in a. I don't think it's going to be. They're going to pull ahead. I don't think they're going to match Sony's numbers, but I think they are going to make a dent. Mm-hmm. This uh, what a fall winter. Nima Moritzen asks, "What's the difference between being a D three with kind of funny and IGN?" It was a lot more tiring and kind of funny. Yeah, you know what I mean, like you know, I, we finished day one, and I said it's like we just finished day three. That's how tired I was, just because you know we. I kept saying to people, 
we are trying to put on the same show here we put on there for all intents and purposes, right? Like we're still bringing same caliber of guests, same workload, except that we're also, there's no support team. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like it was like, you know, I'm booking, everybody's running around calling their own, their contacts, Kevin screaming in the other room and trying to get us, we're all talking to each other on IFBs and it's like, there's no one to throw to that isn't one of us. And so as you are, we're all trying to manage where everybody is and stuff. Yeah. It's, you know, I've said this a million times now to you guys, but it was just more to me. It was more everything. It was more hard. It was more fun. It was more uh, rewarding. It was more challenging. It was all of these things at once. But it it was just interesting. It's interesting being able to not have to – I mean, you still have to think about what you're saying. But you can just be a little bit more open and honest and definitely casual. You oh, know? sure. Yeah, yeah. Being able to just, like, have fun and just be us, I think that's the coolest part yeah. of it is that this E3 was – it might have been the first time ever – that people were allowed to on that level, thanks to GameSpot giving us that stage on a huge stage on the show floor of E3, be able to just be dudes. Yeah, you know what I mean, just sure. hanging out and like just letting people know our opinions. Bros, growing out. Yeah, and it's like, and, and that was really cool. And being able to have Chloe and Alfredo there too, like it was it was fun. You know, and it was fun that at any moment all of us were doing something to create this show and right. to create this thing, and um, it, that we didn't really need to worry too much about. All the the hierarchy of stuff because we are the hierarchy. Um, that's not to take away from IGN at all. It's just, it's very different. Like I wouldn't even be able to compare this year to our previous years. Our previous years, each one of us had a very stratified role. We had one thing that we had to do: do it hard. You know, do it hard. Here it's like we have ten million things to do. Do them all hard at once with each other, staring into each other's eyes. Yeah, do, do it, it hard. hard as many times as you could each day. Yeah. Yeah, and so I, overall, I mean, it's I can't wait for next year. I think next year is going to be totally different than this year. Yeah, that's exciting. You know, like we keep saying with everything that we do is kind of funny. It's like it's never going to be like this again, and it's like it's never going to be like that again. Let's this was a, a unique tank. experience. I like that. Yeah, I like that a lot. Um, last question. Final question, everybody. Papello fourteen. Okay, is that is that it? I don't. I don't get. I need a reading from you, Kevin. Papello. Pepelo, maybe? Pepelo? Pepelo sounds good. Anyways, uh, do we need the EA, Ubisoft, Bethesda, Square-type companies' conferences annualized or just for great events like Fallout 4? Now, we talked about this a bit. Let's take Bethesda out of it because Bethesda is going to do just the event ones. Presumably. We don't know that for sure, but I can't imagine. But, yeah. Square, EA, Ubisoft. Now, Square hasn't always had one. Sometimes it does. Sometimes it doesn't. EA, Ubisoft essentially always have, right? I don't think, yeah. at least in recent memory, sure, they sure, sure, have. Sure. Do you see a world where one of them bows out? One of those two, no. Yeah, they have so many games going. They always have that, you know, Gatling gun of announcements and things to talk about. Like, it is, you know, like we're saying, maybe it isn't for us. Maybe it is, it is for Wall Street Journal. Maybe it's for mm-hmm. their investors. Like, they have things they need to talk about to people. But see, the thing there is, like, you look at uh, Activision, right? And, I mean, they, they haven't had a press conference for, did they ever? I don't even remember. I think they, that pre- they had a showcase yeah, there. Time. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, I don't think they ever did a, a press conference that I can remember. They don't um, need to. But it's like, why do they not need to? But EA or Ubisoft does. I know? feel like a big part of Activision's business model is licensed games. And that's gone. That's dried up in a lot of ways. And there's still, I'm not saying there's none. But I'm saying it's not like it was before where there's like a Spider-Man game every year and there's this, that, and the other thing, right? Like it's Skylanders. It's the Blizzard stuff. I don't even know if you want to include that in there. It's Call of Duty, right? And like mm-hmm. Call of Duty can get featured somewhere else. Skylanders will pop up somewhere else. Skylanders is one of those games that 
doesn't speak to the E3 audience necessarily. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like in the same way, Disney Infinity doesn't need his own conference, right? Like mm-hmm. when there's a cool Star Wars tie on, you bring it in there and you try to make a big deal about it. But in general, Skylanders doesn't need to come out and be like, hey, no, it's triple swap where you take the base and the midsection and the head of a guy and you make Shark Tater Man. No, you don't need, you know what Shark I mean? Shark Tater Man. Yeah. His What's mi- that? Shark head, tater midsection, man legs. Got it. Because <laughs> you're it. aware this was the big upgrade to Skylanders mm-hmm. a while back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're not. Are no, you? I know. Okay. Yeah, Steve Butts loved it. Yeah, yeah. Um, my Don my Carl, my too. assumption is that Activision. I mean, all the publishers get in the bed with the first parties, but I feel like Activision does it strategically in a way where they actually make money on E3, and I think that that's that's a a, a thing where you know that's just a Bobby Kotick. Bit their business, you know. Yeah. So I think when they appear at Sony's conference, Sony's probably paying them, mm-hmm. you know, and so they don't have to worry about anything else. So I, I think that to them, they're like, well, we'll show our games. Um, where it makes sense, and we don't yeah. need to show everything, and then you don't have redundancies like Ubisoft and EA does. And I think a lot of it has to do with the fact that Activision is just really way bigger. So, yeah. um, it's weird though. It's like know. Activision doesn't want to make money, you know? Yeah, that's pretty much Activision. I mean, just I mean, if they wanted to make money, there's a simple way to do it. His name's Crash Bandicoot, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you so much for joining us for the kind of funny games cast, last ever episode twenty five. Yeah. Yeah, don't give me shit for that. Don't do give me shit for that. You know what? You live your life. You you do you, I'll do me. And we'll just appreciate each other mm. as mutual friends. Doers. Oh. Doers? Sure. Whether we're friends, whether we're enemies, whatever it is, let's just do it. It'll be fun. Thank you.